I don't ever go into my job just thinking of me. No teacher does that. How can you even do? It's not even possible to do. Everything I do is for my students, you know, in the classroom. What I advocate for, for me, is because your kid needs it. And that's just the way it is. You're listening to School Me, a podcast for new and early career educators from the National Education Association, bringing you the advice you need to bring out the best in your students and yourselves. Here's your host, Renee Carter. We are targeting advice and tips, if you will, for early career educators. And today we want to talk a little bit about the importance of union membership or being active in your union, especially when it comes to early career educators. They may think they don't have time. They may think that it's not important and it's something they'll do later. We're talking with Felicia Rainey, a language arts teacher from Camden, Ohio. Before we get started today, Felicia, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you teach, and how you got into teaching, perhaps. I teach juniors, predominantly high school English. I have for the last 20, 21 years, if you count subbing experience. My mother was a teacher. I was raised to be a humanist and that you should share your gifts. And so I couldn't tell you why I became a teacher. It's part of who I am. It's what I do. How important is it for educators who are in the first, say, five years of their careers to be a part of their union? It's essential, and I think they get a bad rap. I don't think unions are perfect, but I certainly wouldn't want to live in a world without one. There are a lot of people who don't want to get involved in their union because they think it's too political. Well, our jobs are legislated, and so if we're not lobbying those legislators, they're able to do and make any laws that they want, allow more charter schools in, they affect our funding, how tests are reported, and how many tests kids take, and what requirements teachers, particularly new teachers, have to do. In Ohio, there's a resident educator program for the first five years of teaching, and that is a brutal thing to do to a new teacher who's already barely keeping their head above water. So it is our union and the Ohio Education Association, and particularly we have a caucus of new teacher members. We got in there, we made changes to that resident educator program, made it an easier beast for a new teacher to wrestle at the beginning and stages of teaching. On your own, you're not going to get that. Why is something like that so difficult for early career educators? And are there other examples of things like the residency program that perhaps are challenges for educators, early career educators, and that the union has kind of stepped in to help with? The idea, I think, of the resident educator program is that teachers need mentorship, and they do. But it's also followed up by a lot of work, and it's made by people who don't understand our profession, not people from our profession. And so that's the real problem is the disconnect. So that's why you have to have a union in there. You have to have lobbyists in there that work for your union that say, this is not the reality of teaching. Other things that the association I know in my state and in other states have done, and actually NEA has done, is to let's try to move away from the power of testing and, and what you want to use those tests, of course, for. And they need to be balanced with other, other things. Going back to the mentors, you would agree, I believe, that early career educators need mentors. And is that something, in a way, that the union is providing? And why is it important to have a mentor? I think that we'll agree that having a mentor is really important. I had a unique experience because, yes, I my mother was a teacher, and I ended up going back to where I taught, or I went to school to teach. 
my mother was there. Former teachers were there that I had in class. And who so knew you? Who knew you knew from me. your mom and, and from and, having and been a student? And they took me under my the, under their wing, and I was helped. And if I had a problem, and I did, because every new teacher does, I got some help. If I slammed myself with too much grading. They were like, don't do that again. <laughs> Here's how you do things. I was not left alone. Mm -hmm. You know, the early career program, the early educator program through NEA, the idea is that we're losing these new teachers and they don't feel supported. And with a strong mentoring, you know, system in check, they won't feel so alone. And I think it's worse now than when I started teaching. Any new teacher is just going to be treading water the first three years, just survive. Felicia, do you think it's more difficult, more challenging for newer teachers now? And if so, why or why not? I think it is much more difficult for newer teachers now than it was for when I started. You know, they have a lot more challenges with testing and then there's linkage and there's, you know, there's accountability and how is that graded and judged and it depends on so many things and it's part of their evaluation. Their test scores are part of their evaluation. Yes, they are responsible for some of that, but I don't control what my kids eat breakfast before they come take my test. You know, and all of this comes on their plate and I never had that starting out. And so mentorship I think is especially appropriate and advocacy for their profession. You have to talk about the challenges of new educators when you have such a problem getting new educators. I mean, that's a serious issue. And I think even veteran teachers have a tendency to work through lunch in the room, and that's a problem. And I've got to stop doing that because if I'm not eating lunch with those new teachers, who are they going to talk to? One of the things you said is the classroom is somewhat already politicized or the profession is already politicized, but that it's important for people who are in the classroom to be involved in these decisions that affect the classroom so that people who understand the challenges that you face, that yes, you do need a mentor, but you need the right mentor. And yes, you do need people who understand what's happening in schools, who really do know making laws or making the rules that govern your profession. There's our union, and I love my union. My union has helped me in the classroom, helped me to be a better teacher, provide me professional development when my school is lacking. They are the ones advocating for my profession and my students. And I think that's all we have at this point. I think there are good, well-intentioned parents and community leaders. They just don't know where to go. They need to listen to us. I didn't go in this job to make money, obviously to make a, a million dollars, but I did go in to earn a living wage and to make a difference. I am a specialist. I am the professional. They need to listen. And if they do not listen, then we need to make them listen. And if young teachers don't play an active role in protecting our profession, it's going to be harder for new educators to continue into the profession. Thanks for listening to School Me. And a quick thank you to all the NEA members listening. If you're not yet an NEA member, visit nea.org slash whyjoin to learn about member benefits. 
What opportunities are there for young educators to get involved in the union? Perhaps they think that you have to be a seasoned or a veteran teacher to be involved. And perhaps they also think, I just don't have time. As you mentioned, it's overwhelming in those first three years that you think, I just, I can't do it. I hear that from veteran teachers. (laughs) You know, I don't have the time. Make it. It's a priority. You don't have to be involved in every little thing that your local does or your state affiliate or the NEA, but you can do what you can do and you need to do something. But you'll admit that people probably think at the early stages of their career that they just don't have time. And they don't. I mean, there's no there's no easy way for me to say that. You don't. And then you also look at young teachers. They're having babies. They're going back to school to get their master's. I did it. I don't know how I did it some days when I think back <laughs> those early years of teaching when, they, when my children were young. But you make the time. It is a priority. And I think we've got to start within our state affiliates to help them make the right decision. I don't know. There is a problem with that. Is the union open in your experience to having new people come in and not holding on to, you know, positions and not uh, being welcoming, I guess, to new educators? There is an initiative to have a caucus of new teachers in every state affiliate speaking up, advocating for younger teachers. I do know that. You know, these are elected officials, like anything else. It's our own little government. And if you don't like what's going on in your little government, then you pay attention and you vote. As for helping new people, I think it's the most beautiful thing about my union because we find leaders and we corrupt them. We say, come to a representative assembly or come to this and you need to get on this committee. And your response as a new educator would be, I don't know what this committee does. And they'll say, you'll be all right. It'll be fine. And then you end up on five or six different committees and that's how you roll and that's how it begins. And I was plucked and I've plucked a few myself. You find a young person who has drive and is intelligent and well-spoken and you see somebody who's going to be a leader in your local and without them knowing, they get in. You know, right now I've been teaching 21 years. I wanna switch gears and become a Uniserve rep. And my Uniserve rep is my mentor and my big sister. And you know, you can talk to anybody working with the NEA or a state affiliate and say, how did you get started? And it was one person, one person in the union noticing that you had some chops, whether it was Maybe you got a strong voice or you're not a weakling. You know, maybe you have this, not a lot of people have the the inner confidence to stand up and speak up. And maybe they see that or that you're organized and they just see you and they pluck you and they, and that's how we build our constant new membership. I see new people all the time getting involved in our locals. We have been focusing on giving advice to early career educators, but what advice from your vantage point would you give to a veteran educator about the value of young members coming into and being active? It's a challenge. It's something that every local president grapples with. It's not just the young teachers who are too busy, it's the older teachers who are tired. We're all tired. In Southwest Ohio, it's a very conservative area. I make sure that the members know how many Republican candidates at the OEA endorse and why they endorse them. And then I encourage them and I have them, you know, encourage them to look at what's going on at the state, what's going on with the legislative updates. How has union membership 
helped you in your job? You talked a little bit about professional development. You talked about improving perhaps your classroom environment. What are the most salient points in terms of union membership and how the union has helped you be better in your classroom, better for your student? We are the only ones that bring up class size. It's not like the board ever comes to the table and says, you know, class sizes are just too large. It is the teachers that do that. It is the teachers that make sure that we don't have any more than three preps. That's too much. It's the teachers that say, your English teachers need a study hall because they have more grading. All of that our association has done. But if I'm a parent and I hear you Mm -hmm. out there, you know, and I'm listening to this program, what is it that the union does for my child? So not just for the teachers, but at the end of the day, whatever the union does, how does it ultimately benefit you in my child's classroom? I don't ever go into my job just thinking of me. No teacher does that. How can you even do? It's not even possible to do. Everything I do is for my students in the classroom. What I advocate for, for me, is because your kid needs it. And that's just the way it is. Think about your younger self 21 years ago. What do you wish you had known then that you know now? I think ignorance is kind of bliss for a new teacher in a lot of ways. I remember sitting in staff meetings and looking at veteran teachers when some new idea was rolled out by the state or some education educational support professional with two years of teaching experience. And I remember thinking, looking how the, they acted so jaded. Like, why are they so jaded? And why are they negative about this? Well, it's because they've seen it five times before. It was called this two years ago. Three years before that, it was called something else, rolled out by a different legislator under a different name that's never been followed through. And I remember looking at them and thinking, well, I don't want to be that. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to be unhappy and be Oscar the Grinch during staff meetings, but those, you need your Oscar the Grinch. You need your veteran teachers to say, wait a minute, that's not going to work. I wish I would have maybe thought about that a little bit more, but there's no way to foresee. And now you're one of them, and you learned early on the value of being a member of your union. My union guy came around to sign me up, and I said, you had me a hello. (laughs) And I signed up, and I've never thought of not paying. We do not have a fair share district or we have it or closed shop. It is open enrollment and so we've always had to hustle for members and be accountable to members. My membership knew what I did for them and I was transparent. Your democratic duty is to be involved, so step up. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And be sure to download the NEA Today app for NEA's member magazines and the latest education advice, tips, and news.